Welcome to Treasures from the Bible. I'm Peanut, and today we're going to be visiting the New Garden Zoo and Wildlife Preserve with two new kids, Joey and Lizzie, who just moved into our neighborhood. So grab your Bible and a friend and join us. Settle down, Peanut. What happened that you're so excited? I talked to Bobby and Nisi by phone. Oh, that's why you're so excited. Well, what did they say, and how are they doing? Well, Nisi said she's going to a new school, and she's made lots of new friends. And her parents, they bought her a horse for her birthday. Isn't that neat, Mr. G? Oh, that's wonderful. I'm so happy for her. And what about Bobby? He says he loves California, and he and Buddy are learning to surf. <laughs> Buddy, learning to surf? <laughs> Now I've heard it all. Yep. Oh, Mr. G, it was so great to talk to them. Oh, I'm glad you did, but you know what? We're running out of time for today's lesson. Oops, sorry, I forgot. Hey, I want to look at the zebras, and so does Muddily Puddily. Look over here, everyone. They're wildebeest. There must be thirty of them. And I also see mixed in there, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, there's one more. Eight zebras. Their stripes really make them stand out, Mr. G. Mr. G, I've been thinking, where do zebras come from? That's a good question, Lizzie. God made the zebras. In fact, God made all living things, Lizzie. Would you like to say our memory verse that tells us that He is the Creator? Sure, Mr. G. Romans eleven thirty six. For of him and through him and to him are all things. To whom be glory forever. Amen. For of him and through him and to him are all things. To whom be glory forever. Amen. For of him and through him and to him are all things. To who be glory forever, amen. For of him and through him and to. Mr. G, does that sign over there tell us all about the zebras that God made? Well, let's take a closer look. The sign says that two of the world's three zebra species are now endangered because of ranching and getting water to farms, 
which makes it difficult for the zebras to go get the water they need. Mr. G, I hear a helicopter. Is that a lion I hear? Look, over there. The lion must have escaped from the lion preserve. Wow, the lion must be going after the zebras, which is causing the animals to run. Oh no! What do we do, Mr. G? I'm too young to die. I'm only ten years old. That's okay, Lizzie. You're not gonna die. That's okay. Relax. Quick, kids. Let's climb up in that treehouse over there and and wait till the helicopter crew and lion keepers capture the lion. Hey, look at all that dust. I wanna go play in the dust. Oh no, you're not. You hang on to me, okay? And grab Muddly Puddly, Joey. Come on. That's okay, Muddly Puddly. You'll be safe with us. Must be about a hundred feet high. Do you think we can have our Bible lesson way up here, Mr. G? That's a terrific idea, Lizzie. While we wait until it's safe to go back down on the ground. Look, there are even some chairs we can sit on, Mr. G. Yes, Lizzie. What are we going to be studying about anyway? Well, today we're going to be talking about the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ. But first, we always need to pray. Before we study the Bible, as we read in Psalm 119, verse 18, "Open thou my eyes, that I might behold wondrous things out of thy law." Let's bow our heads. Our heavenly Father, we thank you for this time to study your holy word. We pray that you might open our eyes to see the work of the Lord Jesus in our lesson today, and we pray for all those who are listening. That if some are not your children, that you might make them spiritually alive by your word, in Jesus' name, Amen. What do you mean by the person and work of Christ, Mr. G? Do you know Peanut? Um, I think so. The person of Christ has to do with who the Lord Jesus is. The work of Christ has to do with what Christ did. I know who Jesus is, Mr. G. The Bible says he's God. Excellent, Joey. Just like our memory verse says. Very good, Joey and Peanut. But do you know what the Lord Jesus did? Do you mean when he was on the earth? Yes. Do you know? Um, I forgot. Can you help me? In John six twenty nine, we read, Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. Does that mean if someone believes, it's because of Jesus's work? Correct, Lizzie. Remember, we learn that Christ has to give us His faith if we are to be saved from our sin and the punishment we deserve, which is eternal damnation in hell. Peanut, why don't you read the first line of Galatians two sixteen? Okay, let's see. Here it is, Galatians two sixteen. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. What does justify mean? It means to be made righteous or to be made innocent before God. Why does it say the works of the law can't save us, but Jesus' work can save us? That's a great question, Peanut. Let me see if I can answer it with a verse. Let's turn to Second Thessalonians one eleven. Can you read it, Joey? Okay. Here you go, Joey. Here's the Bible. Thank you. 
2 Thessalonians 1, verse 11. Wherefore, also we pray always for you, that our God will count you worthy of this calling, and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness, and the work of faith with power. Good job, Joey! We see from this verse, and other verses in the Bible, that faith is actually a work, but it can't be our work. Like we read about in Galatians 2.16, it has to be the work of Christ. In fact, Christ is called faithful, or full of faith. In Revelation 19.11, we read that, and it's one of Jesus' names. Can you read that for us, Peanut? Um, sure, but I memorized it. Great, Peanut. Revelation 19.11, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in, oh yeah, righteousness, he doth judge and make war. Why can't it be our work, Mr. G? Our work can never save Lizzie, as we read also in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I'm confused, Mr. G. Why is that, Lizzie? Because, well, because my grandmother always says that our good works can get us into heaven. Is that really true? No, it's not, Lizzie. The Bible shows us that what we may consider to be good works can only send us to hell. If we are not saved, we do nothing pleasing or good before God. Listen carefully to what we find in Psalm 14, verses 2 and 3. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Wow, I guess that means everybody. That's right, Lizzie. We also find in Genesis 6, 5, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. But in verse 8, we read this wonderful verse, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. That reminds me of a verse my mom quoted in me. It's Romans 9.16. Would you like to read it, Peanut? Sure, Mr. G. Romans 9.16. So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. Lizzie, would you like to try reading Galatians 3.10? Okay, Mr. G. Galatians 3.10. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. What does all that mean, Mr. G? Joy, the Bible is telling us that if we try to get into heaven by keeping God's laws or rules, which is the whole Bible, then we have to obey every one of them perfectly. But nobody can do that. Right, Mr. G? You're absolutely right, Lizzie. Peanut, can you read Galatians 3, verse 13? Sure, Mr. G. Galatians 3, verse 13. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, 
Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. To be made a curse means to suffer eternal damnation in hell. In order to get into heaven, we have to be perfect. But we have a sickness or a disease, which is our sinful nature, even while we are still in our mother's womb. Who wants to read Psalm 51, verse 5? Can I, Mr. G? Go right ahead, Lizzie. Psalms 51, verse 5. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Wasn't the Lord Jesus perfect, though, Mr. G? Yes, Peanut. Only the Lord Jesus was perfect, and only His work or His faith can save a sinner like we all are by nature. But remember, He became sin and became a curse in order to save his people from hell. Mr. G, what happened to all the animals? Well, look, they're grazing in the distance. Looks like everything is calm and under control once again in the New Garden Wildlife Preserve. So we can climb down from this treehouse. Well, boys and girls, we've come to the end of our program. We're so glad that you can join us for another episode of Treasures from the Bible. If you enjoy this program, we'd like you to please invite a friend next week to listen with you. If you have any questions, you can write to Treasures from the Bible and Outreach of Bible Ministries International and Care of Family Radio. Oakland, California, 94621. May God richly bless you with His salvation. Thanks for listening, and be sure and tune in next week when we'll learn something new from the Bible. Bye.